Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. Hi there. I'm really looking forward to discussing today's question. It's something I've struggled with myself over the years, and whether you're just dipping your toe into the world of personal development or you've been focused on your growth and evolution for years, this question will keep coming up. Today's questioner asks, I'm dealing with a lot of upheaval in my life right now, and I'm getting so much advice and information, I feel a little overloaded. I'm not sure where to start or what to do with it all. And there are a few more resources I think might be helpful, but I'm not sure I fully believe everything they stand for, so I'm afraid to try and take advantage of them. Okay. Let's address this question in two parts. I'm actually going to answer it in the reverse order it was asked. First, let's talk about how to handle resources you think might be helpful, but you aren't totally on board with everything they stand for. But before we dive into the answer, if you're listening to this episode while driving, doing the dishes, folding laundry, or working out, don't worry about taking notes. I've done it for you. You can download the worksheet for this episode at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P16. That's P as in podcast and the number 16. And if you want to make sure you never miss a worksheet, sign up using the link in the show notes to get any handouts delivered right to your inbox each Tuesday morning. Okay, let's dive into this question. If there's a resource you're not sure you want to take advantage of, start by asking yourself where you don't align with the resource. There's a big difference between a grief support group being held in the basement of a church that's a different religious affiliation from you and a grief support group that's actively anti-LGBTQ. Consider if the misalignment will cause you to not feel fully invested in everything being offered or if it might be in direct opposition to your core priorities and values. If it's in direct opposition to your core priorities and values, it's probably time to find another resource. However, If you're more worried that you'll only feel like 75% of the offering will apply to you, it's probably worthwhile to move on to the next steps in evaluating a resource. What value will you get out of the resource? I had a yoga teacher who always said if it was going to cause more stress to get to class than it would alleviate to be there, it wasn't worth going. However, If you know the inconvenience of dealing with rush hour traffic on the way to class is minor in comparison to the benefit of taking the class, then it's time to hop in your car and head to the studio. Think about the resource you're considering. What benefit will you receive from it? And what positive impact will that benefit have on your life? Finally, consider if you know of another resource that would be a good alternative. Perhaps something more in alignment, which might be an extra 10 minutes drive away or maybe meets on a day or at a time which is less convenient for you. Weigh the impact of the extra inconvenience of the more aligned resource with the impact of the misalignment you identified in the previous step. 
Only you can decide which option is the best for you. And you might even want to give each one a try if that's an option to see what you prefer. If you want to walk through this process step-by-step, I've got you covered. Grab the worksheet for this week at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P16. That's P as in podcast and the number 16. Having said all that, it's important to remember to take what resonates and leave the rest. I've had amazing yoga teachers offer alignment cues that don't work in my body. I've had brilliant teachers say something I just couldn't get on board with. And each time I participate in a course, workshop, conference, or read a book, there's usually one point where I'm on board with the information being offered, nodding along, and then suddenly think, hmm, actually not so much on that point. This might be a great chance for you to reflect on old stories and beliefs you might be ready to release. Or it might be a case of all of us being different and simply allowing someone to have their own priorities and values which don't mesh with yours. Again, you can decide what to take and what to leave, but here are a few guidelines to help you think about it. If you just know it's information that doesn't align with your core priorities and values, simply allow it to move past you. Here's a silly example, but as a proud cat mama, if someone said snuggling cats isn't a good self-care technique, I'd simply let that information flow past me. 10 minutes of snuggling up with Lada for a little rest is one of my favorite ways to restore. That statement tells me a lot more about the person offering the information than it does about the actual validity of the statement. If you have a strong negative gut reaction that's tied to a lot of should statements, that's a great opportunity to look at your stories and beliefs and discover if something in you needs to be released instead. I was participating in a training about a year ago, and the presenter shared how her journey of personal development had been really hard, until she decided it didn't need to be hard. My immediate reaction was, nope, this is work hard work, this personal growth stuff. And then I realized I didn't have anything to back it up, except that had always been my experience. So I kept digging and found I had all sorts of old stories around needing to earn good things and worthiness that led me to believe that personal growth had to be hard work. Turns out I had beliefs that were ready to be left behind. And in fact, What the presenter said that at first blush I had disagreed with, I began to really resonate with. Okay, having covered all that, the first step in addressing your information overload is applying the framework we just went through to what you've already taken in. I've laid out all the steps in the worksheet for this episode, so if you haven't grabbed your copy yet, head over to nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash p16 and get it now. If you're anything like me, you probably have lists everywhere of tools, techniques, mindset shifts, books to read, and so much more that someone suggested. Maybe you heard it on a podcast, maybe a friend suggested it, maybe it popped up on social media or in a Google search. Start running these things through the framework to keep what resonates or anything that triggers the need to examine your beliefs and stories, and then allow yourself to release anything that doesn't. You can cross it off your list, recycle that note, or delete that electronic reminder. Next, skim through your lists and notes. Is there anything that jumps out at you? 
anything that feels like it's somehow more important to start right away. Maybe it's been mentioned five times by five different people in the last two weeks. Or perhaps it just feels more important to you than the other stuff. If you identify something in this step, that's a great place to start. Gift yourself with the grace to allow the other things to sit in a pending pile while you give the first tool, technique, mindset shift, or resource a try. Try it out for a week or two. Allow it to begin to become a habit. And then consider adding in your next tool or technique. If nothing jumps out to you, pick the tool, technique, mindset shift, or resource that will be easiest to implement in your daily life starting right now. For example, if you're considering three options, the first is adding a multivitamin or supplement you take each day with lunch. The second is cutting all sugar out of your diet. And the third is eating your entire meal mindfully using the mindful moment technique on every single bite or sip you take. Chances are, one of those sounds a lot more doable right now than the other two. But all three have been advice either I or someone I know has been given. Start with the thing you think you can actually make happen in your life. If you can follow through on the first step, you'll be more resourced when it comes to tackling some of the other tools and techniques which require more from you. Today's questioner noted they're dealing with a lot of upheaval in their lives right now. I've turned my life upside down, and I've had my life turned upside down several times over the years. I know how overwhelming it can feel when you're struggling to just take care of the basics, like making sure you're showered, fed, and make it to work each day. Whether or not you're dealing with a lot of extra stuff in your life right now, we all have a limited amount of energy, focus, and other resources. Fun fact, research has found our decision-making ability is actually a depletable resource. Decision fatigue results in struggling with reduced mental resources as the day goes on and the decisions you make pile up. That means, especially if you're already feeling overwhelmed, the more decisions you have to make, the harder it will be to make the next one. And the more willpower you use to execute those decisions, the less you have for the next one. So while you might have a list of a dozen things that will help you feel better, you most likely simply don't have the resources to implement them all at once. However, as you begin to incorporate each of these new tools or techniques into your life, you build up your resilience, allowing you to take on more. Think of it like working out. If you walk into the gym today, you might start working out with five pound weights. But if you create a consistent routine and keep using those weights, In a few weeks, you might find yourself stepping up to seven and a half pound weights. Over time, you've built stronger muscles and can handle more weight. Similarly, over time, you build up your resilience and can handle more complex or weightier tasks. When I left my last nine to five job, I created a number of tickler lists. They were designed to help the next person with that responsibility by prompting them when and what the steps were for procedures and events. Consider creating your own tickler list with all the advice and information you've received but aren't yet ready to implement. If you keep a paper planner or calendar, add these items to a sticky note and place it two weeks or a month ahead in your calendar. If you do everything electronically, add them as a reminder in your calendar to pop up in a few weeks or a month. You could also type them all into an email and schedule that email to be sent a few weeks in the future. Once you've added them to your tickler list, allow yourself to release them to the future. 
You don't need to even think about them right now because you'll be reminded about them when you've built up a little more resilience. Right now, all you have to focus on is the one tool, technique, or resource you've decided to implement first. When your tickler list pops up, take a moment and check in with yourself. Are you feeling sufficiently resourced or ready to take on a new tool or technique? Or do you need to push that list out another week or two and keep building resilience with the resources you're currently using? This is your journey. Do what feels right to you. All of this building up resilience sounds great in theory, but what does it look like in practice? When I work with coaching clients, one of the first things I do is help them begin to build resilience with tools and techniques that take just a few minutes and can easily be habit stacked or triggered by behaviors or thoughts. For instance, a people pleaser client who's struggling with boundaries and can't say no to anyone or anything might not be resourced enough to launch into constructing and maintaining boundaries in all aspects of their life. But when they begin to feel overwhelmed by everything on their plate, they can take three audible exhales, ground into their feet, or practice the mindful moment. We've covered all three of these techniques in past episodes, and I'll add a link to the specific podcast in the show notes if you want to learn more. Next, I might work with them to begin to build boundaries with stuff. For many people, it's a lot easier to say no to a thing than a person. Then, as their resilience continues to grow and they build up their boundary muscle, they might start working on saying no to people or situations that feel less personal, more peripheral. And finally, they build up their resilience to construct healthy boundaries in even the most challenging of relationships. Over time, I've offered them steps along a path to their final destination. But if we jumped right to the destination, they most likely wouldn't have the resilience and resources to follow through. I know I've covered this before, but I want to mention it again. Please remember to offer yourself grace. Sometimes we're simply more resourced than others, and sometimes our resilience doesn't go as far as it did a few weeks ago. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overloaded, offer yourself permission to move at your own pace. If you're like today's questioner and dealing with upheaval in your life, remember the impact of decision fatigue. If you're facing a situation where you need to deal with more unknowns, unexpecteds, and unprecedenteds, you're going to burn through your mental resources faster. That means the resilience that got you to point K before this all happened might only get you to point D today. And that's okay. Give yourself the grace to be where you are right now and begin to take each step forward one foot at a time. If you want the framework for evaluating resources and dealing with information overload, grab this week's worksheet. You can get the worksheet at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P16. That's P as in podcast and the number 16. And I'll add a link to that in the show notes. And if you'd like support in building your own personal roadmap from where you are to where you want to be, I'd love to help. Schedule a discovery session with me today and walk away with your first few actionable steps. I'll add a link to my calendar in the show notes so you can schedule a time slot that works for you. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, 
Living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.